Welcome, friends. You're listening to Read with Laura Joy. I'm Laura Joy Lloyd, your host and author of the stories we read here. This is interactive, serialized fiction, where there's always more to the story, and readers influence what happens next. Here on the podcast, we talk about the story behind the story. Today, we're recapping what's happened so far in the Wren Island series. We'll be talking about parts one and two of the series, and there will be spoilers. So if you'd prefer to listen to the series from the beginning, pause right now and click on the link in the show notes to go to the first episode. In part one, we got to know our heroine, 45-year-old Allison Theodore. She's independent, creative, organized, and slightly over-the-top about keeping things neat and clean. We explored Allison's incredible property, her large English Tudor-style house, driftwood-littered beach, and the surrounding evergreen forest. We got to know Allison's two dogs, Big Brown Louise, sometimes sort of acts like a guard dog. Little Lokita, who is blind, is a sweet doggy. Allison so wants to do something important with her life, and songwriting seems like just the ticket. But Allison struggles to write a song she feels is good enough. Then, spick and span Allison's patience is put to the test when her scattered ants arrive. It turns out that Aunt Macy and Aunt Amelia aren't just here for a visit. They need a place to live, and they want to call Wren Island home. Amelia's recent diagnosis of macular degeneration means she's rethinking what her future looks like. She's fighting to keep her independence, all while her sister Macy becomes more and more bossy. Allison, sweetheart that she is, invites both of her aunts to live with her and commits to taking care of them. At the island's only grocery market, we met 14-year-old Jax, the store owner's son. We also got a hint that Allison, for whatever reason, might be avoiding the store owner, Virgil. And Amelia was injured in a fall. As she traveled from the hospital back to Wren, Amelia saw her first whales but mourned for the details she missed because of her failing eyesight. Later, Amelia imagined an extraordinary encounter with orcas. In part one, we saw orcas several times, and we learned that the people at the commune up the hill ring a large bronze disc whenever whales can be heard through the hydrophone located just off Wren. Industrious Allison ordered furniture and all the trimmings to help her aunt settle in. She tackled her new responsibilities with courage and optimism, and life on Wren felt settled again, balanced even. Then, the third sister, Allison's Aunt Shasta, showed up, flirting with the boat captain and ready to roll. Part two began with Macy opening up about why she's so determined to make a new life on Wren Island. As a recovering alcoholic, Macy knows how fragile life can be, how important it is to be surrounded by people who support and understand you. Bringing her sister Shasta to Wren Island is part of Macy's master plan for starting over. Shasta is a hoot. She's making the most of Allison's hospitality and Allison's credit card. 
The list of items Shasta has ordered keeps growing. An espresso machine, a popcorn maker, framed movie posters for the television room, electronic gadgets for Macy, an e-reader for Amelia, and lots of Green Bay Packers gear. Yellow foam hats, shaped like giant cheese wedges, are starting to take over the television room. And that doesn't include the clothes, makeup, hair accessories, and perfume Shasta has ordered for herself. Did I mention Shasta immediately began flirting with Allison's neighbor, Ralph? The two of them seem to be sort of, well, an item? Ralph's son came to visit and arrived with a splash, literally. Hack is a floatplane pilot on his way to Alaska and so good-looking. He, in Allison's words, causes the room temperature to go up. Shasta pushed the idea of Allison having a romantic fling with Hack, but sensible Macy worried if the relationship didn't work out, life could get awkward, well, even more awkward, on this small island. Meanwhile, Amelia entertained herself on the beach collecting shells and collecting ideas for her list of nice things to wish for including watching a baby bald eagle take flight for the first time and finding a whole sand dollar. When Amelia got a cell phone, she also got the idea to record videos and put them on social media. Amelia's taking on all kinds of firsts. And Allison is disappearing every afternoon. Allison's aunts don't know it, but Allison is feeling cluttered right out of her own home. All those purchases filling up what used to be a pristine, minimalist home. And Allison still dreams of writing a song, an important song people will take note of. But with all the distractions at her house, she can't focus on her music. Enter Virgil. Yes, the same Virgil who is the grocery market owner Allison avoided in part one. Virgil offers Allison a solution. Allison can work on her music at his cabin every afternoon, while he and his son, Jax, work at the grocery market. It's a lovely setup, perfect all around, except Allison reveals there has been an almost kiss between her and Virgil. But no worries, nothing like that will ever happen again, because now Allison makes sure to skedaddle home well before dinner time. And besides, the almost kiss happened before Allison saw Virgil's grocery stockroom. The moment she laid eyes on all that inventory stashed helter-skelter any old which way, she knew she and Virgil could never have a future together. One afternoon, while trying to help around the house, Macy broke several window panes, pushing Allison to the tipping point. Allison faced some difficult questions about her situation and herself. Virgil, yep, him again, suggested Allison get away by herself for a few days, take her boat somewhere maybe. So Allison headed to Reclamation Island, where a friend loaned her an off-road motorbike. Then she set off, thrilled to be on her own, and found the perfect hidden cove at an uninhabited island, complete with a pod of orcas. While tying up her boat at the dock, Allison lost her cell phone in the water. But she's not worried. She's independent and free for a few glorious days. And besides, she'll set up a Wi-Fi hotspot later and check in with her aunts from her laptop. Except, she won't be able to send that message. While riding the borrowed motorbike, Allison makes a misjudgment, sending herself and the motorbike over a cliff.
And that is how part two ends. Part three of the Wren Island series is already in the works, and yes, we'll figure out a way to rescue Allison. Along the way, we might find ourselves sorting out a few more conundrums, too. Thanks so much for joining me here on Read with Laura Joy. I'm Laura Joy Lloyd, your host and author of the stories we read here. To keep reading, subscribe to the podcast, or click on my website in the show notes and subscribe to receive my emails. You'll be the first to read new installments of the Wren Island series, and you'll be included in a bunch of other fun stuff too, like real-time, behind-the-scenes peeks at the developing story, invitations to influence what happens next, and you'll be right there with me in those special moments when real life inspires a story. This is interactive, serialized fiction. There's always more to the story, and readers influence what happens next. Thanks for reading with me.